Hey, Kat, can you help me with something? Do you remember your crushes from middle school? What? The ones that never work out. All of them? Do you still kind of love that one co-worker? Who? The one who's now your close pal. Don't say anything. Did you ever even catch their eye line? They caught yours. Let's get them on the phone. Everyone I never kissed. That's insane. Let's get them on the phone and show them what they missed. Kind of sexy. Everyone you never kissed. Everyone you never kissed. Everyone I never kissed. Everyone I never kissed. With Lynn Barbera. Welcome back to another episode of Everyone I Never Kissed, a podcast about past crushes and present secondhand embarrassment. I'm your host, Lynn Barbera. Happy Valentine's week to all who are still celebrating uh, two or more days later. In fact, I hope this isn't too forward, but I, I got you something. Uh, just a little V-Day treat uh, from your not-so-secret podcast host admirer. Uh, okay, getting kind of nervous. Oof. Uh, getting down on one knee. Uh, w- w- will you, dear listener, do me the honor of not pressing pause before I read to you this poem I wrote about a boy in 2008? <clears throat> Ahem. In the days of second grade, we ran along the grass. Every Wednesday, five o'clock, we took church class. But one sad day, you went away. I couldn't see you no more. A year went by, and as I was talking, I discovered you were coming back. Back again. Saw you one day, shouted hey. Didn't get a response. Broke my heart, I could have cried. A lot has changed in just one year. If any of my listeners in publishing want to get their grubby hands on that, you know where to find me. Happy Valentine's Day. Now here's the episode. I know it's been a while, but maybe you remember that at the end of every episode of this podcast, I say that you can email your crushes deferred to everyone I never kissed at gmail.com. Yeah, that's right. No numbers in this username. Anyway, my guest today was the first person to answer that call. That call for emails, I mean. Uh, Okay, what I mean is, Naomi sent me an email. I recognize Naomi's name from college. She was a year above me, just like Natalie from episode two. I guess I've always been popular with the older kids. Naomi wrote that she'd listened to the podcast and she also might have crush potential, her sixth grade crush who she dated for one week. At first, I'm ecstatic. And then for a second, I'm like, wait, they dated for one week. Does that still count as a crush deferred? And then I remember that I'm the boss and I want to talk to Naomi. So I emailed her back and we got on a call. Hello. (laughs) How's it going? It's good. I just finished work. So I'm just shifting from like um, work mode to like gossip mode fresh mode (laughs) yeah (laughs) naomi was ready to get right into it and normally i would be too except this is embarrassing but i have like a tea leaf or something in my mouth i'm just gonna grab it (laughs) you should grab it (laughs) 
It was a tea leaf. It was a tea leaf. You knew. You knew. I did. It's because I'm drinking tea. <laughs> um, okay, cool. This is after my little peep show. Uh, I have small teeth. Naomi tells me that she heard about my podcast from a couple other people we went to school with. People who, when I was in college, I thought were very cool. Oh my god, what? I didn't even know she listened. <laughs> yeah. Wow, feeling great about myself. <laughs> As you should be. The thing is, when I recognized Naomi's name in my podcast inbox, I was like, oh shit, Naomi's cool. But that's kind of all I knew about her. So once we decided that we probably never had any classes together, oh, but that her good friend from college was good friends with someone who I had a huge crush on and did eventually kiss, I asked Naomi to paint me a little picture of her sixth grade crush. So I am from Minnesota. I grew up in a suburb of the Twin Cities and went to elementary school at the Minneapolis Jewish Day School. The crush was in sixth grade. It was a Jewish Day School crush. (laughs) Nice. And yeah, after I listened, I was like, oh my gosh. My sixth grade crush immediately came to mind. Mostly because I was like, I have so much amazing content related to that crush. Yeah. But then, tragically, I immediately started digging through my emails. (laughs) And my email only went back to 2010. And these emails are from 2008. Dude. But I know they existed. Right. And his email comes up as a contact. It was Piggy Pan. <laughs> so, like, definitely we were emailing my... Um, True Heads might notice that friend. this is actually the second time I've had a guest lose brilliant podcast content due to the auto-deletion of emails. So to anyone who may be sending weird and embarrassing emails to their crush, uh, take note. Uh, danger warning. Back that shit up. Lucky for us, Naomi's best friend from elementary school backed some shit up. She, I made her search her email. Oh my god. And she found an email from me to her about him. Nice. And she also somehow found an AIM chat between her and him where they're like talking about it a little bit. In sixth grade at the Minneapolis Jewish Day School, Naomi was kind of hot shit. She was in a clique, the kind that had a name. And there were four of us, and we were called the Quad, which was a creative name. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, creativity be damned, I'm just glad the Quad stayed intact long enough for me to mine everyone's old email inboxes. But before we get to that, I wanted to know what Naomi remembered of her crush. Okay, so his name is Eli, and um, I don't even know. <laughs> like, what do he look like? He had like, spiky hair. I sort of remember him looking a little bit like a cartoon character. In my brain, he sort of <laughs> looks like a cartoon character. And, okay, my memory feels so spotty, but I remember that we dated, like, we, we were dating for one week. Mm-hmm. And I think that happened over, like, email or AIM. Yeah. 
Oh wait, no, 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 no. We went on a, a, a trip. The sixth grade Chicago trip. When 20 to 25, 11 to 12 year olds piled onto a bus for six to eight hours of driving through cornfields to see, see the, the blue, blue man group. And I remember, <laughs> <laughs> really romantic. I remember sitting next to my friend and I remember Eli like tapping me on the shoulder and I turned around and he asked me out, but he was sitting right next to our Judaic studies teacher. And I remember being like <laughs> horrified. So I said, no. So I was like embarrassed oh my God. for the teacher to hear. But then later the next day I went up to him and I was like, actually, yeah. And then I remember on the bus ride home from Chicago, we sat next to each other on the bus for like one short period of time and we <laughs> held hands. And I remember being like, oh my God. That's a pretty big deal. It was a really big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think we dated for one week after that. And I have like the vaguest memories of seeing him at school during that time and like it being extra exciting. But we definitely didn't like interact in any way or like see each other outside of that. And I don't remember what happened. I don't remember who broke up with who. But before anyone broke up with anyone and before anyone had seen even one blue man, much less a whole group, there was the courtship. He was writing a fantasy novel. So this is actually also <laughs> speaks to his character. <laughs> oh my God. He was writing a fantasy novel and he was writing it by hand. And then every day at school, he would bring me written pages of his fantasy novel. And then I would go home, type them up on the family desktop computer, and then bring the typed pages back to him oh my god <laughs> and I'm not sure like I think the premise of like why I was doing that was that I was good at typing you were good at typing <laughs> but yeah it felt very like I remember getting like a rush every time he would hand me new pages like we were flirting <laughs> Was it good? Do you remember anything about the novel? I kind of remember zoning out a lot when I would do it. Like, I wasn't super following the plot, necessarily. You were just like, I'm doing my work. <laughs> I'm typing it up. That is so funny. <laughs> yeah, and I I cannot find it. I, I tried so hard yeah. to find it. I tried to get my parents to locate that desktop computer, and they were like, <laughs> no. But I don't know if maybe, like, he has it. Maybe it's published. That's what I was thinking, Lynn. <laughs> in, like, my wildest <laughs> dreams of this experience, I was like, yeah, maybe he really ran with it. And now it's, like, a published novel and everyone is reading it. And then I was like, this feels, even just the way I'm thinking about this, kind of feels like a, like what happens during a crush, where you're, like, projecting some giant fantasy of something like onto someone and mm -hmm. I had the same thought I was like maybe he's a famous author now oh my god maybe the book is dedicated to me and he's been looking for me after all these years <laughs> but that's just Naomi's fantasy in reality we have no idea what happened to Eli 
because sixth grade was the last year Naomi spent at Minneapolis Jewish Day. I remember anticipating that I was going to be leaving the school. So it felt like a very, it was like a culminating year. I felt very nervous about leaving, especially thinking about, because then in seventh grade, I was like, new kid at this big school, didn't know a lot of people, very shy. And so when I compared that to sixth grade, I'm like, sixth grade, I think I was like peak confidence, feeling really good. Yeah, right before you got knocked right down. Yes, yeah. I also, during this time, started getting really obsessed with figure skating. All right, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Which we know is true because my email in all these emails was skater, S-K-8-E-R-322. That's really good. It's such a random thing now, but at the time, I feel like that was like, I wanted that to be my whole identity. Yeah. (laughs) And I also think that group of people, that was another site where I was talking about crushes and where everybody had a crush and it felt like bad. Like I think sixth grade, everyone was like crushing and we were emailing about it and it was like fun vibes. And then when I think about seventh grade, I think about like me and all the figure skating girls and feeling like really panicked about crushing. <laughs> there was definitely a shift, like a confidence shift and like a social shift. What a great example of the difference between elementary school and middle school. It can feel like suddenly the stakes of every social situation quadruple in size. And when you look around for the quad to back you up, it's just a bunch of girls doing figure eights and talking shit about you. What a better time period to ceremoniously cross the threshold into adulthood by reading a Torah portion and dirty dancing with your peers. So this was the era of bar and bat mitzvah. Yeah. I really associate that with this time too. And since I went to this Jewish school, it was like everybody went to everybody's and there was always a snowball, a slow dance at the bar and bat mitzvahs. Okay. Okay. Is snowball common knowledge? I actually don't know. No, wait. Oh, okay. Tell me more. Tell me more. (laughs) You'd be slow dancing and then someone would be like, Snowball, and then you switch who you're <laughs> slow dancing with. <laughs> oh, whoa, okay. And it would happen maybe like three or four times during the song. So that mm. was like a big thing too. And I associate that with Eli. And I guess most of the bar bonuses were in seventh grade. So we were no longer dating or going to the same school. Oh, but you still saw each other? We would still see each other at some of these bar bonuses. And I remember being aware of like whether we were gonna slow dance or not did you ever do you remember we definitely did yeah I have vague memories of that and yeah maybe I should read you there's quite a bit of bar and bat mitzvah talk in the content I have yes Eva emailed me in 2008 and said I am excited for you to meet who was someone we went to school with I'm excited for Yamit's party, but I don't want anyone to ask me. Dot, 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 dot. Ugh. With a bunch of people. <laughs> and then I responded, Haha, don't worry. Just say no if they do, or just dance. It would be fun, and it doesn't mean you are going out, and you don't have to tell your parents if you don't want to. Dot, 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 dot. 
All right, really sweet friend. And she did. Ha 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 ha. Obviously, I'm not going to tell dot 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 if I do dot dot dot. <laughs> okay, so then there's these AIM messages. Between Eva and Eli, I have no idea how she has these. <laughs> His AIM name is Nacho Cheese 78. Eva opens with BTW, Naomi is going to come on if you had to talk to her. Oh my god. And then he says, dot dot dot, parents said I could. (laughs) (laughs) And then he said, what book are you reading? And she said, walk to moons. Fun fact, Naomi's fave book. And then he said, you know, I'm not sure if you're trying to make fun of me in some way or not. And then she said, why would you think that? I was kidding. Like, you know how people say fun facts? And then she asked him, who would you dance with? And he said, I don't know. I would dance with any girl in the grade, even if it was Naomi, which for some reason makes a huge difference. Wait, what? And then then she said, yeah, I get what you mean. And he said, friendly dance, you know? And then she said, yeah, everyone is going to think it's so weird, though, and it's not that big of a deal. So I'm kind of like, were they saying it wouldn't make a difference if he danced with me because we were just friends at that point? Right. Or is he, like, really putting on a front that, like, yeah, I danced with anyone, like, (laughs) even if it was Naomi, like, I danced, like, (laughs) like, that's kind of what it seems like to me. Yeah. And then the last one. Eva emailed me and said, hee hee, 67, question mark, which was our code word for, like, make sure no adults are around before you keep reading this. Oh, my God. It says, hee hee, 67, scroll down. And then there's, like, a big <laughs> gap. All of those lines. <laughs> and then it says, what happened with the Eli thing? Tell me the latest update. And then I said... Um, IDK, nothing really. Everything is kind of back to normal. But I really like him! Exclamation, exclamation. I hope he asks me to, parentheses, blow, dance, at Yamit's bot, dot dot dot, lol, dot dot dot. Don't tell anyone, dot dot dot, especially my sister. I don't think it will be a big deal. (laughs) You guys are all about being like, it's not a big deal, even though it's like clearly such a big deal to everyone. Totally. Naomi's own bat mitzvah was on the later end, in the spring of seventh grade. By that time, she had a new crush, and she was much more concerned about who he was going to be juking with than anything else. I remember just feeling really concerned that he was going to grind with this other girl. We called it grinding. I know some people say juking. Say what? People in, around here from Chicago say juking. Okay. Um, not <laughs> that grinding is like the best word, but I don't like whatever that is. Like at least grinding is like, ac- like it's just like <laughs> unfortunately it's what's accurate. Happening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm glad we're on the same page about this. Yeah, yeah. That's what I remember being concerned with at mine. Yeah. I have no memories of Eli. So I was really over him by then. Kind of my last memory of Eli was in seventh grade being on like a bus to a figure skating competition (laughs) and calling him. It was sort of like a prank call 
or like a silly call this was a dare type of thing yeah. I kind of remember being like that's probably the end of me and <laughs> like it didn't do anything for me it wasn't even like fun to prank call him with my friends it was all about the new boy yeah Mr. Grind yeah which I told myself I wasn't gonna say this but now here we are um something I remember about Mr. Grind was (laughs) I like basically orchestrated a whole thing to convince my figure skating friends that he was like texting me and crushing on me but it was all fake Wait, were you like sending yourself text messages and stuff? I yeah. <laughs> See, this is way more vulnerable to talk about because Eli Crush. I think I was like, I was running the show, seventh grade crush. Right. I was like secretly taking You're running my- the show, but. <laughs> Naomi was running the show by secretly using her mom's phone to text herself flirty messages. Then she would change her mom's contact name to Mr. Grind's real name, whatever that is, and show her figure skating friends like he was texting her. In retrospect, I feel like it contributed to like not feeling very confident. Mm. Mostly it probably just was contributing to like, oh, you're like putting in all this effort to like fake this thing instead of just like being out there and not being yeah. my girl. So it makes yeah. me kind of sad for my past self that I was like, I mean, mostly I think it's really funny, but I'm also kind of like, dang, you could have just talked to this crush probably instead of all right. the phone stuff. <laughs> like, I wonder about with you, like, if the figure skating girls like were getting attention back from their crushes, like in real life, and maybe you were like, well, they won't like me if like I am not also getting attention back from my crush. Yeah. You're just, like, trying to fit in with them. Totally. Yeah. No, I mean, a lot of my memories of those friendships was that it was very, like, exclusive and a lot of, like, proving closeness with each other. And I think there was definitely some wanting to, like, be a part of that and be fitting in. And honestly, I think I was, like, dang, I used to be hot shit in sixth grade. And now I'm like, nobody knows me. And I was trying to like, cultivate some belonging or something. Yeah, you had a boyfriend, like you were coming (laughs) to school having dated someone for a week. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't just that this guy named Eli dated her, right? It was that she and her friends were spending time together emailing Eli and her friends were on their own time apparently sending AIM messages to Eli about what Naomi's favorite books were. It was kind of a whole uh, a community activity to uh, make this match happen. I can imagine that in seventh grade ice skating Naomi's head, it was like, all right, the reason that everything was going so good for me at MJDS was I had the quad and I had Eli. And so at this new point in her life, she was like, all I have to do is have a quad, you know, the figure skating girls, and I have to have a boy like Eli. And that was Mr. Grind. And then maybe 
she could find that kind of stability and self-confidence that she had in sixth grade that that a lot of us spend the rest of our lives uh trying to achieve do you know what happened to him like do you have any idea like where he's now or like what he might be up to I really don't. I asked my friends and they were all like, no idea. Um, I don't know. I looked him up on Instagram and his Instagram page is public and it seems like he maybe like breeds dogs or just like loves dogs a lot. It was mostly dog pictures. Um, His profile picture on Instagram, he actually looks exactly the same. Like, Oh, nice. Exactly. And his page is public, but, like, you guys aren't following each other. That's right. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) We talk about tossing Eli a follow and sending a DM, but then Naomi remembers. I also have a phone number for him in my phone. You do? I do. I totally forgot that. I totally forgot that till right now. Yeah. And that's, like, been in your phone from? That's been in my phone phone for about 15 or 16 years (laughs) just kind of holding on (laughs) okay well classic everyone i never kissed shenanigans ensue do we dm or do we text what will the message even say i could see doing like starting with instagram and if not texting him or vice versa honestly either way right like if it's gonna freak him out i don't want him to be like and i'm also freaked out that you (laughs) i don't know maybe we should send the text okay we end up sending the text and eli ends up replying we end up setting a time and eli ends up canceling we end up setting another time and I check in with Naomi the night before. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I think it's going to be awkward. My gut is yeah. like it's going to be like more awkward than your experiences on this podcast so far. Oh my God. Why do you think that? I don't know. I just have a feeling it's going to be like really awkward. <laughs> but I feel like the other ones haven't even been that awkward. They've been like kind of smooth. And I feel oh. like this is going to be just like Naomi, no, I. sorry to interrupt I have to say like I edit those interviews down from like an hour and a half to like 15 minutes there is it's awkward like (laughs) okay 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 that's actually good to know (laughs) okay then I won't feel as crazy when it's super awkward It'll be fun. It'll be, I'm excited. It'll be really funny. Yeah. People who I've told I'm doing this are like, oh my gosh, like, what if it's like a crazy romantic rekindling? And Mm. I'm like, no, 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 (laughs) no. That is just, that's not where my head's at. Yeah, it's like, that's not what it's about. This is not what it's about. That's not what it's about. They don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. So so many people having said that and Mm -hmm. that's the immediate reaction i'm like does he think i'm trying to like rekindle our sixth grade flame on this podcast yes oh my god yeah so i guess i don't want him to think that but i i think it will naturally not go in that yeah it certainly won't (laughs) naturally go in that unless it does unless it does um no i'm just kidding (laughs) but no i think yeah 
yeah. it's just a general nerve, but I feel like I'm in good hands. Um, yeah, my hands are sweaty, but they're like holding strong. Um, okay, and then lastly, I just wanted to ask you after the break, my sweaty hands hold strong. What's up? How's it going? <laughs> it's going so well. I'm Lynn. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's going great. Um, thank you so much for doing Eli is such a sweetie that he asks me how I'm doing twice. And it gets better from here. The guy is chill as hell. I almost ask him if he's done this before. But then I remember that my podcast is an original, so there's no way he's done this before. Suck it, Ira Glass. I'm very uh, impressed and appreciative that you said yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was kind of random, but I was like, sure, why not? Whatever. Why not, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So I'm just going to let Naomi know that we're ready for her. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, are there any questions that you have for me? I don't think so. How long have you been doing the podcast for? I mean, so much for no questions. I regale Eli for a bit with my podcast origin story, which I have down to a tight 15 minutes. And then I see Naomi's face pop up in the call lobby. Do you feel ready to bring her in? I feel ready. I yeah? am ready. Yes. <laughs> Do you feel nervous at all? No, not really. No? <laughs> yeah. It's I'm like pretty, nothing to lose. Pretty charismatic, you know, not shy person. So. All right. I, yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. I'm going to bring her in then. Okay. Naomi's face pops up on the screen, and Eli asks what I've come to realize is his trademark question. Hello. <laughs> hey, how's it going? <laughs> Good. How are you doing, Eli? <laughs> Good. Long time no see. <laughs> Long time no see. Wow. Yeah. Big reunion. Yeah, big reunion. How's life? <laughs> <laughs> good i feel like you kind of look the same at sixth grade yeah i kind of do <laughs> do you feel the same about naomi like do you recognize her i think so yeah i mean you look like more mature but you know same general general work yeah sweet <laughs> how's everyone feeling i know eli told me he's feeling pretty confident naomi how are you feeling um <laughs> i feel excited i feel excited i'm a little nervous it's just like a funny concept to talk to yeah. someone who you haven't talked to in so long um i feel nervous <laughs> that you'll either remember too much like that you remember things that are gonna be really embarrassing for me to hear mm -hmm. like the prank calls we would make and you might remember um embarrassing slash like yeah. potentially like mean things that we did so i was like okay i'm scared you remember too much but i'm also scared you don't remember enough and that i'm gonna be like all these crazy memories and you're gonna be like who even is this person whose name i vaguely recognize so um those are my main fears but generally i'm excited and lynn had a good i was like lynn what if this is so terribly awkward and lynn was like it will be awkward that's part of the process so i'm yeah. feeling um acceptance of that right now i think 
<laughs> nice. Yeah, I honestly feel like I lean to more towards I remember less than more. I don't remember very much from that time period in general, other than like kind of how I felt about stuff as opposed to specific memories. Like, though it sounds prank calls sound like something we did, and I do remember doing prank calls, I don't feel like I really remember a specific like prank call story, if that makes sense. Yeah. Totally. Lucky for us, and relief for Naomi, you know what Eli does remember? Which trip was it where we went to go see, like, the large fountain? Was that in Chicago? It was, yes. Yeah. The sixth grade Chicago trip. I also remember that. I don't remember, like, what the story was, or what we were trying to do, or what I was trying to do, or you were trying to do, but I remember, like, everyone being at that fountain, and, like, walking around the fountain, and us, like kind of expressing that we liked each other or something at that moment. But, like, Yossi was also a part of the mix, <laughs> if you remember that. Is that your Judaic studies teacher? Yossi? No. Oh, no, Yossi no. is another, 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 a peer. Okay, a peer. okay, a peer. Listener, can you blame me? Naomi had said that there was a Judaic studies teacher in the mix, and then Eli brought up someone named Yossi. But no, Yossi was actually an appropriately aged old flame of Naomi's. Yossi, I feel like that was like a fourth grade yeah. crush. I don't really have sixth grade crush memories of Yossi, so that's interesting because I don't remember him being a part of the Chicago yeah. trip. My timeline is all messed up. <laughs> From, like, the first through the eighth grade is just all messed up. <laughs> One blur. No, I, yeah. I feel that. Because you left after sixth grade, right? I did. Yeah. But, yeah, I remember the fountain being a moment where, for some reason, we were talking about it. But I don't really remember what went down. <laughs> I don't remember the fountain, but I do remember <laughs> the Blue Man Group. Yeah. We were at the Blue Man Group, and there was a lot of, like, people asking each other out on the sixth grade Chicago trip, but it was, like, kind of a joke, but it wasn't a joke, but people would just, like, go up to each other and be like, will you go out with me? And that was, like, a thing happening all the time. And then I yeah. remember <laughs> you were sitting behind me, and we were waiting for them to start the show, and you were mm-hmm. sitting next to Mr. Portno. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Mr. Portno? We all know that I remember Mr. Portnall, the Judaic studies teacher. And honestly, who's to say his first name isn't Yossi? All right, back to Naomi. You were sitting next to him and you like tapped me on the shoulder and you were like, will you (laughs) go out with me? And I said no, because I was so embarrassed that Mr. Porno was right there. And I was like, why would he ask me? I did want you to. Like, I remember being like, maybe Eli's going to ask me on the sixth grade Chicago trip. But then I said no, because I was so embarrassed. And then I think like the next day I was like, actually, yeah. So maybe that was the fountain, but I don't really remember that part. Uh that's hilarious see like i don't even (laughs) i have no recollection of that but i honestly believe it i really do especially like doing it in front of mr porno and botching it like that sounds that That sounds sounds like you yeah that sounds like me (laughs) yeah oh eli confident charismatic eli i'll say it i get why naomi had the crush and actually eli has a theory too You know, we only had like 20 people in our grade and it's all like the time period where like we're starting to get close to like puberty and stuff. So like we're all probably not too familiar with like that sort of stuff just because I feel like as going to 
a Jewish private school and that sort of thing. Like we hadn't had as much social interaction as other people. So I feel like that's why we were all so like into each other and like wanting <laughs> to do those things just because like we were all at that age. <laughs> Something my mom has told me is that she remembers in sixth grade someone who was in our class named Mia mm-hmm. hosted like a some sort of pool party at the park by her house mm-hmm. and my mom remembers being in like a very serious meeting for work and getting multiple missed calls from Mia's mom and being like oh maybe there's some sort of emergency and she answered and, and Mia's mom was like what are we gonna do to get this pool party canceled like their hormones <laughs> are raging that's the specific <laughs> phrase that she remembers her mom actually saying like their hormones are raging what are we gonna do? yeah hopefully the um like twin cities jewish community it doesn't happen to your podcast <laughs> yes. yes i think we've kind of all that's like the only network i have tapped into <laughs> is the twin cities <laughs> jewish community <laughs> that's funny <laughs> That being said, I hope you'll understand that I've had to bleep some names in the following section. So which which of the other MJDS people do you still talk to other than Eva? I am still good friends with Eva and good friends with Leah mm-hmm. and Anna as well. And they were kind of like my, we used to call ourselves the quad, which is really mm-hmm. embarrassing. Oh yeah. Do you remember that, Eli? I do. I feel like growing up, like... It was those three, and you guys were the more, like, shy, reserved girls. And then it was, like, (laughs) who were the more, like, loud, obnoxious, not in a bad way, but just, like, you know, more (laughs) energetic people, kind of. So. Yeah. Yes, I I do remember that. Initially, I was like, what? We weren't shy. But then once you started talking about the rest of the people, I think we were shy. Not in a bad way. Just like, (laughs) you're like, you're not, maybe it's changed. But back then, you were kind of a more quiet person. Yeah. (laughs) No, no hate. No hate. Just trying to say whatever. No, no. I think you're right. I think you're, I think you're right. Well, I was telling Lynn, I feel like after sixth grade, when I left MJDS and was like new kid at this big school, I associate that period of time in middle school with being like very shy and like very not confident, especially in terms of like having crushes or like expressing crushes to people. Mm -hmm. When I think back on it, I'm like, if we're graphing out like shyness and like confidence around crushes, I'm like, oh, sixth grade, it was like Chicago trip, everything was like crazy. Then I became like shy, weird new girl mm-hmm. for a little bit. But mm-hmm. I think probably I was a little bit shy the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Nothing wrong with that. Eli, what were you like? as far as you can remember in sixth grade? Like, would you describe yourself as shy? No, I don't think so. I think I was kind of like the menace, to be honest. (laughs) Like, first when I was like young, young, my mom always tells me I would like, I was the kid who was always crying and like screaming and like causing mayhem. (laughs) And then throughout like first and eighth grade, I think like I was like the crazy ADHD child, like, me, artists, and Ivan would just be socializing and annoying the teacher and bouncing off the walls and that sort of thing. 
I just kind of was like in my own world, just being crazy, honestly, I think, but definitely not shy, I wouldn't say. Which totally. Transcended into the future, I would say. <laughs> Yeah. Like Naomi, Eli had formed strong friendships at MJDS that he carried with him even through high school, but these days he's mostly lost touch with those people, possibly because the friend group didn't have a killer name like the Quad. But Eli still lives in the Twin Cities, so there are a few familiar faces around. I work as an assistant manager at a UPS store right now, and I see Mr. Sadaka sometimes. He comes in and ship stuff who is that he's a (laughs) strange old judaic man (laughs) who used to serve us like mike and ike's and he used gumballs (laughs) oh my god he did do that (laughs) you remember that i do yeah yeah and he played the accordion and called everyone motek (laughs) i don't remember that yeah is he okay yeah he's fine he's like he looks exactly the same which is hilarious because i feel like i remember him being like pretty old yeah in elementary school (laughs) he still looks just that old it's crazy okay (laughs) good for him Yeah. yeah i think he has like eight kids or something so whoa whoa yeah yeah Ooh, hey me again Just butting in to say, we recorded this call in early December of 2023. It had been almost two months since Israel launched a full-on genocide of the Palestinian people in Gaza. Uh, Why am I bringing this up? To explain the moment of tension that happened next. Okay, I I thought of a good question that relates to, like, the purpose of this. Have you, like, continued to do, like, Jewish stuff? Do you think, like, like, are you a religious person or not really? Hey, listen, I'm just speaking for myself, but this silence was tense. Uh, because, listen, a lot of Jewish people are pro-Palestine and otherwise anti-Zionist, and... It's, of course, not only Jewish people making the insane choice to support Israel uh, right now and, you know, in the past. And Eli is asking, you know, what could be a totally normal question amongst two Jewish people. But also, man, Zionists have really been coming out of the woodwork to take up a lot of space defending this genocide. And so part of me was worried that Eli might be one of those people. And my podcast has no space for the dehumanization of the Palestinian people. Uh, Fucking free Palestine. Look in the show notes uh, to learn more about the siege on Gaza to support ceasefire efforts and for other ways to get organized in your community. All of that to say, uh, don't worry, Eli was being normal. (laughs) And here's what Naomi had to say. Um, I definitely wouldn't call myself a religious person. I think post MJDS, I had a lot of distancing from like formal, structured Judaism Mm -hmm. and in college too, really. And then I think like more recently in the last few years, post college living in Chicago, there are like a couple Jewish groups that I would say are more like political than Mm -hmm. religious, but have actually been like really good sources of 
community and have made me feel a little closer to that where I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, like this actually feels like it lines up with my values and things I want to do. Mm-hmm. It feels more like political activity in these like Jewish home bases versus like going to synagogue. Mm-hmm. But there's a couple of them will host like Shabbats that I'll go to now and then. Nice. Yeah. What about you? Um, I'd say probably the same. If anything, I think like being forced to go to like Hebrew and Judaics class every day made me like it less. Yeah. I don't I don't discredit like our school though. I think it probably made me a better person overall, but like I was so happy to get out that I think I just never really wanted to go back to it. So at this point I just kind of like, you know, celebrate holidays with the family and stuff, but that's pretty much it. Yeah. No, I've thought about how like a lot of my parents' friends and community, most of their friends and community still are like Leah's parents and Eva's parents and Anna's parents and like some of my sister's friends from her year's parents. So it's had a very lasting impact for them and for their Mm -hmm. community and friendships, Mm -hmm. which is kind of interesting. Like, yeah, still when I think about like community at home, it does feel kind of tied to that time, Mm -hmm. I guess. Yes, I agree. Uh, Egg on my face, not seeing any Zionist red flags here, just meaningful community. But you know me, always with an egg on my face. Eli, I know you already said, like, you don't remember so much, you remember Mm -hmm. the fountain. Mm -hmm. But when Naomi sent me an email saying, like, oh, I might have a person, she was like, this was someone who was my boyfriend for one week. And I wonder... (laughs) Like I did not say boyfriend. Uh, egg, meat face. Oh, what'd you say? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you said you dated for Please. a week. Please. Yeah, I said we <laughs> dated for a week, and that's okay. actually really different. It actually is really different, and that's a hundred percent my bad on me. Do you remember Eli? Like, would you say like, oh Naomi, that's the person I dated for one week, or is it like? more murky than that more murky than that like (laughs) i would say like i remember her being like my sixth grade crush yeah but like that's pretty much it like that i just don't remember the details yeah especially because like in seventh and eighth grade i was more interested in natalie so like that's kind of what i remember more if you (laughs) you might not know about that (laughs) natalie Eli remembers Natalie. Jeez, egg on Naomi's face. Good thing our girl has the quad to back her up. I sort of remember me and Eva having crushes on like you and Artis. It was like me and Eva were friends and you and Artis were friends. Mm-hmm. And then I remember emailing all the time and your email address was piggypan545. <laughs> Close, 454, but that's Four. pretty, pretty much the same thing. <laughs> Pretty much the same thing. That's okay, a good memory. Out. Wow. I did find... Okay, maybe I should share this now. <laughs> yes. Pull out the quotes. Pull out the quotes. Please. I couldn't find anything between you and I, unfortunately. But Eva found some things between you and her about me and a, between me and her about you. Oh. <laughs> okay. So I emailed Eva... <laughs> 
<laughs> and I said, okay, Eli just said in an email, dot, dot, dot. Well, I said I got a haircut and it looks bad. And he said, quote, I think it looks really good down and in a ponytail. And then underneath in all caps, I said, ah, he's so funny. <laughs> Smooth okay, talker. So there was that. And then also... I emailed her and said, she said, what happened with the Eli thing? Tell me the latest updates. Did you tell Noah? (laughs) And I said, I don't know, nothing really. Everything is kind of back to normal, but I really like him. I hope he asks me to, parentheses, slow dance at Yamid's bot, dot, 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 LOL, dot, dot, dot. Don't tell anyone, dot, 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 especially my sister. (laughs) And then she said, yeah, but the email he sent you was so cute. And I said, I guess, dot, 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 dot. (laughs) Man, it's too bad Eli can't call up his old friend Artist to see if he has any receipts, because I'd love to see that cute email Eli supposedly sent Naomi. But that's not the kind of phone call we make on this pod. The other, like, core memory I have of our time together was that you were writing a fantasy novel and uh-huh. you were like handwriting the fantasy novel and then at the end of the day you would give me the written pages and I would like yep. go home and type them and then I would bring you back the typed pages. <laughs> <laughs> I totally that I remember now that you like say it that I do remember. You remember me typing them or you remember writing the book or both? I remember, like, there being a phase where I was trying to get it typed, and, like, you were involved. (laughs) And I was very appreciative of both you typing it and that, like, we were talking more. So, that I do remember. Okay, that's good. That actually makes me feel less crazy, because that is, like, my main... I just remember going home and, like, rushing to the computer and like, I gotta get this typed by tomorrow. That's funny. I never finished that book. I probably should have. It was kind of a lot of work, so. Do you remember anything about it, Eli? Like, what what was it about? Yeah. It was about a kid whose mom was sick, and he was, like, outside in a forest behind his house and, like, rubbed a tree stump, and it, like, teleports him to this other world where it's possible for them to, like, make the cure for his mom, and it's about him trying to, like, get that and go back and save her whoa is that what you remember it being like is am i wrong about that no i think you're right i and it's not because it isn't impactful writing that has the potential to go somewhere but i don't remember <laughs> the content. Okay. i just remember like i just remember it as a part of like the crush experience like that the passing of the papers it's just the avenue for our affection <laughs> yeah have you written anything since then? I mean, not really, other than like for college and stuff whilst I was in school, but no, not really. <laughs> it was nowhere near finished. It was nowhere near finished? No, no. I feel like <laughs> I remember it being somewhere between like 100 and 250 written pages, but it was nowhere near done, which is part of why I decided to stop because I was like, this is just too much, too much commitment, too long. I lost, I eventually lost my typer too, so. <laughs> Heartbreaking. Yes. You, you get some of the royalties if I become famous. 
eventually. <laughs> Thank you, and that's why I wanted to come on this podcast. <laughs> okay, so confirmed, those were the early days of their courtship. Then there was the Chicago trip where Eli asked out Naomi in front of the Judaic studies teacher. Sorry, had to bring it up again. And then, according to Naomi's original email, they dated for one week. And then what happened? I think I have a big memory of like telling Eva at school, like in Miss Moore's classroom, like we're not dating anymore. So I feel like it ended during the school day, but I don't remember what happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know what would have transpired during the week or at the end of the week. I think you were my first kiss though. And with that bomb dropped, Eli's handsome face disappears from the video chat. And Naomi and I are left to pick up our dropped jaws and figure out what the heck just happened. I don't think we ever kissed. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. Groundbreaking. <laughs> oh no. What a cliffhanger. We definitely didn't kiss. 100% we did not kiss. I'm like, sorry, you can't be on the podcast if you kissed. <laughs> Dude, there's no way we kiss. Yeah, no, you would remember. Wait, that's I would so remember. funny. What if he doesn't come back? He's like, you don't remember we kissed. <laughs> I can't believe he thinks we kissed. Do you think he kissed someone else around the same time? Or do you think he just wishes we had kissed? <laughs> I think he wishes you had kissed. Although, I'm like, I wouldn't, has he been going around his life telling everyone, like, yeah, my first kiss was Naomi Lasky? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, okay, he's coming back. He's coming back. Okay. Hey. Hey, am I back? You're back. Okay. Can you hear us? I, yes. I don't know what happened. I kind of just froze. Hey, it happens. <laughs> Before yes. you froze. <laughs> yeah, anyways. Yeah, what were you saying? I, I, Yeah, I don't really remember what transpired during the week or at the end of the week. But I don't think you were my first kiss. I don't think we, like, kissed or anything during said week. Yes, agree. I agree with that. Naomi and I misheard you. <laughs> what did I say? Did you, did you think I said we did kiss? Yeah, that's what we oh, thought. No. And then we were like, oh, no. <laughs> we were like, row, row. <laughs> no, no. Did not. Did not. Did yeah. not. No, I do think we held hands on the bus ride back <laughs> oh. from the Chicago trip. Yeah. It's close to it. But that's as far as it went. That's as far as it went. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And stay out. No one who kissed their crush better even think about coming on my podcast. I'll sue ya. That's something I can do. Another thing I can do is grill Eli for the deets of the person he did kiss. Let's talk about Natalie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I Whatever sort of feelings of wanting to like talk to girls probably persisted after you left. And then I started being interested in her and we were talking and like, me and her definitely did, like, more stuff than you did. Like, I remember during gym class, sneaking away to, like, the Tumblr room just to, like, be with each other and, like, socialize and talk away from everyone. Nice. Whoa. And she ended up being my first kiss. And I don't know the last time you saw her, but she's she's quite different now. Yeah. 
Okay, the things I remember about her, something about cats. Like, like she mm-hmm. it was like her thing how much she loved cats, right? She liked to pretend to be a cat and oh, like she liked to be a cat. <laughs> yes, she, she was a little strange, yes. Yes, okay, she would be a cat and... She was good at art. Really good artist, yes. Mm-hmm. I actually do remember that. Okay, okay, actually I'm loving this for you guys. So this was at MJDS. <laughs> This was that <laughs> good, yes. Okay. I feel like you still would earn the title of like probably my first crush ever because you were first. Yeah. Yay. Congratulations. <laughs> nice. Okay. But yeah, after you left, that's probably why I wasn't like AIMing you anymore. <laughs> Moved on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can finally. I can finally have some closure. Yeah. That's why. Now <laughs> you can sleep. Now you can sleep at night. <laughs> But like you, dear listener, I won't be able to sleep easy until we cover the mitzvahs, comma, bar and bat. And fortunately, this is an area where Eli actually feels quite confident in his memory. Did Naomi come to your bar mitzvah? Did mm-hmm. you go to Naomi's bat mitzvah? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I don't There's remember. Pictures. I actually don't remember. These pictures? Yeah. My party thing was that, like, the bouncing, like, inflatable aerobics place. <laughs> Pump it up? Yeah, something like that. That's unlocking something for me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have a picture, like, of me at Pump It Up with everyone who was there, like, in the lobby. And I remember you being there. <laughs> wow! Okay. Yeah. Mine was in Minneapolis at, um this place on Blaisdell it was it was just like dancing it was just like an event space there was no big it was I didn't propose to you at your (laughs) I don't remember I don't remember if you were there and I know that's (laughs) probably really hurtful to you yeah yeah so hurtful (laughs) I do have memories of being like are Eli and I gonna dance for the snowball yeah but not related to mine. I think that was related to like the first ones that happened like at the end of sixth grade and the beginning of seventh grade. By the time it was mine, my main concern was whether there was gonna be like grinding happening, and that really stressed me out. I was like, I don't want that. Right. That. It's funny talking <laughs> about like wanting people to like dance with you too, because like you just said, like it wasn't like grinding. It was like a nice like slow dance. So it was such a romantic like thing you wanted to have happen to you yeah so it's just funny thinking about us like wanting that yeah yeah i didn't even think about the bar and bat mitzvah stuff like before the call either thought that was also happening yeah there was a lot going on oh yeah agreed (laughs) would you say that like seventh and eighth grade for you eli were kind of like i know for naomi it was like changing schools was kind mm-hmm. of like whoa like it's yeah. uh very different to no longer be in this like little community type thing mm-hmm. i mean i think for me once sixth grade ended was when i started to feel different if you would mm. i don't know i feel like in seventh grade i started to see myself as like what i was like oh you're this sheltered like jewish kid with 20 people in his class And then by the time I left eighth grade and went to the new school, it was like a big culture change, like Naomi was saying. Yeah. 
That's interesting. Yeah. I feel like it would be so interesting, like from someone an outside source to hear like our perspectives, Naomi, because like not very many people experience like what we did. Not many people go to private school with 20 kids, you know, it's just not yeah. very common. We knew this was a special experience for Naomi because when she went to seventh grade, it was like she was really just trying to get back in the kind of groove that she had in sixth grade. But even for Eli, the harsher reality of, you know, non-denominational public school was a threat to him even before he left MJDS. Around this point, Eli told us that he had a hard out after an hour. Naomi and I were impressed and absolutely scrambling to get our questions answered in the last few minutes. Okay, my only remaining question is when I texted you, were you like, what was your reaction? What was my reaction? Yeah. I, I thought it was hilarious. Just like I said <laughs> and like responded to you, I was like, wow, that was so funny. Like, I actually haven't heard from her in, like, God knows how long. And then <laughs> I thought it was great. I was excited to hear from you. <laughs> like I said, I wish I wish I still was in contact with more people from our sixth grade class. But I don't know. You can tell Eva and Anna I say hi. <laughs> I will. And you know what? They say hi. They say hi back. I've already, yeah. of course, told them that yeah. this was happening. Um, well, maybe we can organize some sort of reunion. <laughs> yeah, with with everyone. Yeah, sixth grade reunion, sixth grade Chicago trip. I can host everyone. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being down. It was really fun to chat. Mm -hmm. And if you find the fantasy novel or any emails, <laughs> you should let us know. <laughs> yeah, send us anything. I'll just call my girl. Be like, it's time. <laughs> We're making the bread now. <laughs> Oh, sorry. So if you find it, you're still going to send it to Naomi to type up. Sure. I'm actually a lot busier these days. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all right. Yes. Thank oh, you man. for inviting me to come talk. It was fun. Thank you so much for being uh, so like vulnerable and willing to do this, both of you. You're welcome. Thanks, Lynn. Yeah. Thanks, Lynn. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Bye. Naomi and I stayed on the call to giggle and chat about it all. And then I can only imagine that when we hung up, Naomi broke out her emergency flip phone and three-way called the quad. At this point in the episode, it's like, if we don't hear what Eva, Anna, and Leah make of our call with Eli, did it even happen? Shout out to the quad after this break. A few days after our call with Eli, I caught up with Naomi at an inopportune moment. Well, my roommate is making <laughs> whoopie pie. Oh my god, and okay. right as we were calling, <laughs> I was trying to lift the bowl of marshmallow, like the marshmallow middle, but 
Sad. I'm sorry that happened to you. Thank you. It's okay. It's already, it's already getting better. <laughs> oh my god. I just want to know if that whole bowl of lard is going in the whoopie pies. Yeesh. All right. Back to the whole Eli thing. Yeah. I think he was just way more down to talk than I thought. For some reason, I imagined yeah. him silent. <laughs> I didn't know. Remember, we looked at his Instagram, the dog. <laughs> yes, I was and, just. <laughs> and then he did kind of like ghost a couple times. It was just sort of like, right. what is going to happen here? And then I feel like he was there. He was present. Mm-hmm. He gave us exactly an hour of his time. He said five more minutes. Oh my God. That... <laughs> yeah, no, I thought it was so funny and just like goofy and lighthearted to yes reconnect with this person and you were such a fun person <laughs> <to do> <laughs> I felt very safe I'm so glad like Liz got me yeah doing this silly little thing together <laughs> <laughs> yeah it felt like that um, for me too <laughs> so that was fun and then it was so fun to call my elementary school friends afterwards oh my god they really wanted to hear everything yes they were shocked to learn that Eli lives in Minneapolis where they live that's like there were moments of the call where this happened where he would be like saying a lot of different names and like this person like this person like this person yes it was sort of a continuation of that where like I was sharing some of what he had said about specific people and then my friend Eva was like wait like I feel sad that artists liked Noah because I liked artists. Oh my god! <laughs> I just feel like <laughs> we were continuing the like web. Wait, of yes. And feelings, so that was kind of funny. And then also they were really laughing about Eli's relationship with Natalie. <gasps> oh my god! Yes. Because they really remember that. Because I was more in middle school once I had left, but they were they were still going to school at that time, so they really remember that really. Oh. And Anna was talking about how they would all be like in gym class or something, or like hanging out in the gym, and then like Eli and Natalie would be like, "Okay, time for all of you guys to leave." Oh my god! And she just remembers them trying to have um, ah! alone time together, and also they all remember that Natalie like thought she was a cat a lot of the time oh my god (laughs) crawl around and stuff so wow oh Um, to be natalie and like that's the thing that stuck with actually everyone (laughs) (laughs) she is the real hero of this yes i also told them how he said that like our group of friends was were the quiet girls and the other girls were like the obnoxious girls yeah and then my friend Anna was like what does he remember because I forgot our clique's name was not just the quad our clique's (gasps) name was the spunky quad whoa whoa (laughs) she was like doesn't he remember like we were the spunky girls (laughs) we weren't quiet we were spunky (laughs) holy shit yeah, that was, that was good to remember. <laughs> okay, knowing that it's the Spunky Quad actually changes everything. It changes my whole understanding. <laughs> yeah, like, I think we were trying to be, like, I, 
funky kind of like quirky isn't it yeah 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 it's like we have charisma we have personality yeah yes that's exactly what we were going for When Naomi had her girls and, you know, her small school community to back her up, she was at her self-described peak crush confidence. She was proud to be spunky. It was in the friend group title. A boy like Eli would be so lucky to have a crush on a spunky girl. Even though Naomi left Minneapolis Jewish Day after sixth grade, she didn't leave her spunk. Sure, she didn't have a seventh grade boyfriend and she sent herself fake lovey texts, but whom among us hasn't once in a while? Man, I knew there was something cool about Naomi, but it wasn't the cool people she hung out with in college that did it. It was those spunky gals she'd hung out with in elementary school. Wow, that's so good. I think it's so, like, it's especially special that there are, like, people who were your friends back then and like I think that's so cool that you were able to like experience this and then tell them about it like the only people who like will really get like what that might mean to you (laughs) totally yes no I think that they're the people who I'm like this is gonna be really funny for them to listen to this yes oh my god shout out to them if they're listening shout out to the spunky quad yeah oh my god shout out to the spunky quad um okay and then I have my every episode question is there a song (laughs) that you have that maybe makes you think of uh of Eli, of the snowball, uh, <laughs> bar and bat mitzvahs. Oh my gosh. Um. Okay. <laughs> I think definitely something by the fray. I think just what the popular one, um, over my head, over my head, by the fray. Over my head. I'm going to play it. <laughs> I never knew. Okay, sorry. The video, the music video. Yeah, I had to pause it because the video is like middle school kids in a classroom. Wait, yes. Okay, I'm continuing it. I'll let you know if anything crazy happens. I never knew. <laughs> I never knew that everything was falling through That everyone I knew was waiting on a cue To turn and run when all I needed was the truth But that's how it's gotta be It's coming down to nothing more than apathy Everyone I Never Kissed is written and produced by me, Lynn Barbera. The theme song was written and produced a little bit by me and a lot by my blue man, Kat Jordan. You can follow Kat at Cats Are the Future. You can follow the show at Everyone I Never Kissed Pod on Instagram. To tell me about your crushes deferred like Naomi, email everyone I never kissed at gmail.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and I know every podcast says it, but boy oh boy, please rate us five big ones and leave a review if you like like the show. Thanks for listening. Love you, bye.